from my kitchen table somewhere in the Delaware Valley and with a pot of fresh brewed coffee beckoning from across the room. This is our podcast we like to call The Pod Couple. I'm Phil John Ficaro, columnist for The Intelligencer. And I'm J.D. Mullane, columnist for the Bucks County Courier Times. J.D., there have been summers yeah. past when our, when our family didn't vacation for a week at the shore, usually the Outer Banks in North Carolina, diving in the ocean, devouring food and drink, the delight from being away from the daily humdrum. However, this year we decided to forego the beach vacation for an obvious reason, the coronavirus. We were concerned about being in an environment where vacationers would let their guard down, more specifically their facial guard down. You know, the drinking and the sunning on the beach, enjoying a hot dog and a beer at Phillies games isn't an option. The fans are barred from entering the stadium, replaced in the stands by cardboard cutouts. Play ball without us is the message. JD, you having been raised uh, and, and lived in lower bucks all your life, have you ever gone a summer without being to the shore or attending a Phillies game? And if so, don't you feel cheated? Phillies game, yes. Uh, going to the shore, no. Uh, nope. that, that's like a necessary requirement uh, for me anyway. I love the shore. Yeah. Uh, but it is, you know, it's just a bum summer. Uh, you know, I can't watch baseball with the cardboard cutouts. Uh, it's just, it, it's a very weird experience. I tried listening to a couple of Phillies games on uh, on the radio on WBCB. And, you know, it, it seems like the crowd noises on the radio are like muted in the background, but you, you still know they're fake, like a laugh track. Right. And, you know, reading the, uh, the reports from the sports columnists uh, around the country who are attending these games, uh, it's just weird. The, the, the weird echoes that go on, the, the lack of fans. Uh, they put in that 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 uh, sugar, you know, uh, you know, fake fan cheers and booze and stuff. It's just right. They've got it. They've got it all keyed up. You know, if there's a home run, they they intensify the crowd noise. It, yeah. You know, it reminds me of when you watch Mash, and you know, every small joke had a a or, or large joke would have a different laugh track volume. Um, it's just it 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 feels so. You know, sports is not supposed to be scripted. You know, that's what we enjoy about it. And, right. you know, you know that if, you know, uh, there's a home run for the Phillies, you know that immediately there's somebody up in a booth just revving up the volume. Um, it's just, given where we are, I guess that's as good as it can get because um, it doesn't seem like we're going to be allowed back in those stadiums anytime soon. Um, no, and, and, and you know. You know, one of the things that, you know, part of the baseball course is when you're at the stadium is is looking at the big scoreboard and, you know, seeing the attendance and, you know, the official attendance for every Major League Baseball game is zero. I guess that goes in the in the record books, right? I mean, when they put how many fans were at the game, zero. Unless yeah. you have that that's game where uh, Dr. Fauci was sitting there, you know, without his mask. And it, right. that was three at least, you know. I guess, Do they count those guys? I mean, when they – would they actually put that in the, uh, in the record? I, I don't know. But look, it's just it's just a a, a weird time. And you know, th there was a, a guy, Jerry Longman, who's a sports writer for the New York sure. Times. He used to be a good guy. He used to write. Used for to be in Philadelphia, right? Yeah, uh, we had the same dentist, by the way, uh, okay. Dr. Rosenberg in Yardley. <laughs> but 
you know, Jerry wrote a, a piece, an essay for the New York Times uh, <clears throat> a few weeks ago, and I wanted to read a little excerpt from it. Sure. You know, watching these games without fans. And it, it, he, he starts this way. For those watching on television, spectators are necessary surrogates. They provide jersey-wearing pageantry, face-painted tribalism, and adrenaline for the players. Their responses of jubilation and anguish verify our passionate responses. Their voices become our soundtrack, collectively rising in anticipation, thunderously exhaling in joy or disapproval. And they reinforce the belief that we can directly influence the outcome of a game with our loyalty and howling presence. Now, I guess Jerry was wearing his bow tie when he was writing yeah. that. But he the moment, right? I mean, it's very, very nice writing, but sure. you know, uh, the game ain't the same without us there. Oh no! You know what? I, I, I knew it would be different, I, and you know, I covered Phillies for ten years. I mean, I was in the stadium. You, you can you you feel the, the, the energy that the players can, can feed off um, when you're in that stadium. And, you know, you've been there, the Phillies are having a rally, the place is electric, right? Absolutely. It's just, yeah. It is, you know, I was watching the Phillies last night and their, their prize pitching prospect, Spencer Howard was starting the second game of the doubleheader. And here's a kid, you know, he was not highly recruited to go to college. He sort of, he sort of had to force his way in to, to school. Uh, he was almost cut from the college team. And here he is pitching in his first major league game, and there are no people. <laughs> there are no people in the stands. Uh, you know, he's pitching to a bunch of cardboard cutouts. Um, it's just, uh, it's just a different time. You know, I'm, I'm looking at some of the comments from some of the viewers right now, and you know, I guess it's all about perspective. You know, there's a, a, a viewer, Lynn Hirsch Sitverin Doyle, is saying, you know, this is our trade-off for keeping ourselves and our family safe who just can't be at the ballpark in in those numbers yeah I go. Uh, and, you know, yeah and uh you know lynn also uh commented later you know it's all about perspective the folks in lebanon would trade places for us in a second and what's going on over in beirut um of course um but we're just so used to having that option uh and that and that emotional outlet of going to ball games and and going to going to the beach and not have to worry about getting sick, as remote as as the infection might be. Um, yeah. yeah, look, the the you know the we live in southeastern PA here, so you know the shore is an hour, you know, two hours tops away. Right. And uh, you know, it, I it, it just seems maybe I'll get down there for a day or two. I don't know later yeah. on. But, uh, we we have a, a place down the shore. My wife and I uh, we we've taken our kids down every year since they were babies. Uh, usually to Wildwood, but a couple of years ago we switched to Cape May. And uh, you know, it, it we had a bug out. Well, actually we didn't. Uh, the guy who rents us the condo in Cape May sent us a a note in March saying we can't stay away. <laughs> I don't want anybody from Pennsylvania down here with this coronavirus. I guess I could have challenged that, but yeah. you know, we had a contract, but I, I we didn't know what was going on, and you know, they were. Uh, I, I guess I could have found some other place, but you know, remember in March and April, Kate May was talking about a lot of Jersey Shore towns were talking about, you know, you know, time tickets for the beach couldn't spend any more than two hours, and you had to wear a mask, and you know, that's not the shore. Well, no, you know, it's you know, you the, know. The, the, sh the shore is about 
you know, vacation is about escaping your daily reality, right? Right. And, it, and it, you can't, you can't even go there to escape it. Right. And, and you know, uh, in the restaurants, you know, which is another big uh, feature of going to the shore, you go out for pizza or you go out to, you know, whatever your favorite place is. And uh, get some ice cream at Coors in, in Ocean City. Right. Were, were you going to be yeah. dining inside or were you going to be out in a in a parking lot where the macadam has been baking in the South Jersey summer sun all day? I can't imagine that would be a, uh, uh, a, a nice dining experience, you know, with those big tents and the, and the concrete, you know, uh, barricade things and, you know, just and the, and the cheap folding tables. Uh, you know, so, so we said the heck with it. And uh, and so here we are and we're we're in our backyard with the spotted lantern flies now. They're all over the place. <laughs> The locusts, as you as you mentioned earlier today, the <laughs> locusts that? are coming. Locusts, yeah. grasshoppers, and crickets. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not not having grown up in in the Delaware Valley, I grew up in northeastern Pennsylvania. You know, the 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 trips to the shore were not as as regular or uh, a part of our daily summers. You know, um, when I was up there, it was more going to uh, this large community pool uh, that was. Um, that was in our town, um, and it was the place to be when I was growing up. But you know, if that was still, uh, if it was still operational today, you'd still have the issue of people gathering, and and in some cases, even it, that would be even worse because it was such a, a condensed uh, gathering of all those people. And you know, people are going to be in the pool; they're not going to be in the pool with their masks on, right? And the pool's going to be crowded on a ninety-degree day, so you know. Social distancing was impossible even then. Um, yeah. it's well, just you know, I, I spoke with a, a guy I know who has a, a place in North Wildwood, and I asked him this morning, I said, well, how is the, the boardwalk? I was down there. Well, we were down the shore in January at the Trump rally. It's not the same, but, you know. Not, not, with, not with bathing suits that day. Yeah. Uh, May, <laughs> I there for uh i forget why but i was down there in may and it, it was awful it was terrible it, it was like a ghost town on the on the two mile uh wildwood boardwalk mm -hmm. and uh you know all those guys worried about losing their shirts uh i think a lot of them have yeah but the guy with the place in north wildwood he said um he avoids the boardwalk and you know what he said the the nobody's social distancing nobody's wearing masks no uh, people are on the beach. They're not social distancing. You could go to Wildwood Beach. You don't. You know, there's plenty of room. You can social distance if you want. Oh, it's pretty big. Yeah. So, yeah, it's huge. But Cape May has got a very small beach. Sure. You know, you can't. So he said, but people down the shore, it's like those masks are off, and and you know, I I don't know if the uh, local authorities are just looking the other way, but it it you know. You, like you said, Phil, you go down to the shore to escape, um, you know, the, the daily strife, uh, stress of work life. And then you got to, like, follow all these rules and regulations. And you know what's weird? There are a lot of people who love rules and regulations. You know, I think that, uh, you know, wear a mask. I don't know how many times, you know, I've been told, wear a mask, you know, and I'm not even near anybody because the rule is, I should remind people, in Pennsylvania anyway that when social distancing is, is can't be done, then you wear a mask. Six feet, if you can have somebody six, you really don't need a mask, you know? Somehow that's morphed into you gotta wear a mask all the time. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from, but, you know, uh, you got to deal with that guy, you know, the guy who was a, you know, or the woman who was a hall monitor in the seventh grade, you know, slow down, don't run, wear a mask, you know, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they come from or how they become the people they are. The classroom narc. You know, I'm a grown up. I can, I can see, estimate six feet pretty well now. You know, I, I don't, you know, and I know what the rules you don't, are. You don't need a, you you don't need do a tape measure. You know, I got my, I got my mask here. I just put it on, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, and cover up and I, you know, it helps you and it helps me. Isn't that what they say? What's that, what's that little line they got, you know, prevents? What, yeah. what have the Malay, what have the Malayans been doing, uh, been to, doing to, to enjoy, to enjoy the summer? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things I love to do in the summer is swim, and I always have a. There's a pool here in uh, in Levittown, the the last remaining LPRA pool, um, and I usually have a, a, a. I usually go over there on Saturdays or Sundays in the afternoon and 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 swim, but you can't even do that now. Uh, so what we've been doing is, uh, you know, I told my wife we should get we should get like a slip and slide like we had when the kids were old. We put that in the backyard. You know? Careful, you're not a kid anymore. I know, but you know it's so tempting. Even when the kids were little, I sure. Slide. But, you know the the um, we do a lot of barbecuing. Last night we actually had you know all three of them and and my daughter's boyfriend at the dining room table last night. So it was it was good. But, you know, we don't, um, you know, we, we, it just doesn't feel the same. You know, the backyard is great, but it's, we're doing a lot of barbecue. Yeah, you you, you feel the constraints, even though, you know, you're in the backyard, you're barbecuing, it's a nice night. You know, we've done the same thing on our back deck where, you know, I've thrown some steaks or some burgers on the grill and, and afterwards, um, you know, we go out in the backyard and set up uh, like a cornhole, the beanbag toss. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it, it, it's fun, but you, you still feel like you're almost being held hostage by by this virus that you just can't do the things that you really enjoy doing in the summer. But, you know, I really miss, again, I grew up in northeastern Pennsylvania, so we would get to a Phillies game once, maybe twice a summer. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like two and a half hours away. Uh, New York was actually closer to my house, but we, my friends were all Phillies fans, so we would come down here. But you, you just, you know, having lived down here now, uh, you know, even after I stopped covering the Phillies, it was nice to go down there with the family and have some hot dogs and sit down. I mean, it's a, you know, on a beautiful night, beautiful ballpark. And, and, you know, you're sort of pining for that, for that outlet that you just, it's not there anymore. Yeah. When do you think this all ends, Phil? Cause I'm not sure. Remember we were bending the curve and then so we wouldn't overwhelm our hospitals and we did pretty good on that and still are in fact. Uh, and then somehow it became a vaccine and then it became, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's a, a you know, we, we got to wipe it out. Like we wiped out polio or something. I mean, uh, we're all going to have coronavirus. So I guess we're always going to be facing these lockdowns for the rest of our lives. It seems like there are some people who are okay with that too. Well, the, you know, some of the uh, immunologists are suggesting, as you just mentioned, this is going to be here. It's not going to be here and gone, and we're not going to hear about it anymore. Even yeah. when we get this kind of under control, if they find a vaccine, there are some who speculate that this is something that's going to be, it's almost going to be like seasonal flu, where it's just, it's going to happen. Um, you know, make sure you get your your shots. Um, 
So you either don't get it or the, the, uh, the impact is lessened. Um, but you know, when, when are we going to get out of this mess? I don't, I'm looking down the road and I don't see the, I don't see the finish line. Um, you know, we're going to start opening schools now. A lot of schools are staying uh, with uh, virtual uh, instruction, but there are many schools that are letting the kids back in and the teachers. And, you know, I wonder, you know, we talk about kindergarten kids, first graders, you know, I've never been a teacher, but I can't imagine you're going to get six and seven year old kids to wear masks for six and seven hours a, a day. Um, I, I just don't see a finish line to this, unfortunately. How do yeah, you feel? Are you resigned to that? Because I'm not. I mean, uh, at some point, you've got to say enough. And uh, yeah, but when is that? When is when is saying enough? Because we're frustrated with being, you know, with being, with with the, with the home education. But there's also the safety aspect of it. Um, yeah, you know, I, that's a great question because uh, we, we it's become so politicized. You know, between right and left, between those those uh, you know margin, those people on the margins of the right and the left, and there's the rest of us in the middle, who are reasonable people, who understand that there are viruses. Some people contract them and and recover, and others don't. You know, that's just life on Earth. You can't you know get you know. So, uh, the coronavirus, it, it, you know, among the who knows how many viruses there are potentially to, that could do harm or kill somebody, you know, uh, why is coronavirus the only one we're, we're concerned about? I mean, we got autumn right around the corner. There's going to be whatever the, whatever they determine the, uh, you know, the, 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 the virus, the, uh, you know, flu virus of the year is going to be, you know, I, I guess they go into a room and decide that, right? And then it's <laughs> Right. But but we, we don't know that. And then how are we going to tell the difference between coronavirus and seasonal flu? And does everybody go into a panic? Well, everybody, the people on the margins, do they all go into a panic and go on each other's throats on Twitter? You know, uh, you know, it, it, it this is really a, a fight. I think, you know, this kind of lockdown fight is really a fight between very few people. You know, uh, the rest of us just want to get back to work. Um, get back to s baseball or, you know, coming up uh, football. Um, Maybe. College football might cancel right out. Well, let me ask you, are you afraid of so? I mean, would you go, if the Phillies had, you know, um, a game and you could go, would you go to a, would you go to a Phillies game? Um, that's a good question. I'm, I'm not sure the answer. Um, I'd go, I'd go you'd, have, you'd have no problem going? No, you know, there's, so, I don't know why I don't share the uh, the deathly fear of this virus I, I'm fully aware yeah. of, of of it and its effects on people um, but I guess I just don't have the fear gene that makes me you know think about it constantly all the time yeah. uh, you know I do follow the rules uh, you know and you know uh, I I I know uh, uh, one person who has died from it she was 90. Um, in bad, bad health, had cancer. So right. that that's generally the the way it goes. The, the the you know people who get this and 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 perish. So, but I don't know. I don't I don't know why I I I don't share that deadly fear of yeah. it. I don't mock people really who uh, are afraid. 
except, you know, maybe somebody like Anthony Fauci, who, you know, uh, the, you know, comes in a, a room, I guess, these days with uh, not only a mask, but goggles and a face shield, you know, and then says it's science. You know, uh, nobody believes that, Phil. Do you believe that? I mean, would you would you take advice from a doctor who showed up like that and goes, Let's I think he's just trying to make a point when he does that. I, I don't I don't share your opinion. I think and I've written this in the past. It's it's beyond the death totals. It's, you know, more and more the, the, the doctors and, and the scientists are are, are finding that there, there's a lingering impact on the body beyond, you know, uh, the initial uh, infection and then recovery, um, yeah. you know, the heart, the lungs. Um, I know it's early, but at least early on, there are some indications that it, it, it's it's more it's more impactful than your usual flu. Um, so, but getting back to your original question, I don't know if I'd go. Well, I don't know if I'd go to see the Phillies right now. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd rather be at the beach to tell you the truth. Yeah, <laughs> you know? of course. Yeah. So listen, that's um, that's all the time we have for today's podcast. Uh, hopefully things will get better and we can be at the beach and be at Phillies games. Um, you can watch our podcast on Google, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you access your favorite podcasts. You can also watch a live recording of us on Facebook. And you can read our columns and all our informative and entertaining content at theintel.com. That's Intel with two L's. CourierTimes.com and BurlingtonCountyTimes.com. I'm Phil John Ficaro. And I'm J.D. Mullins. Thanks for watching, everybody, and thanks for reading. <laughs>